to do our Rosh Kadesh portion here. Let her open up with the scriptures and then we'll get started with our portion. All right, so I'm going to read a pattern from 1 Chronicles 23, 30, and 31. They are to stand every morning to thank and to praise Yahweh and likewise at evening and to offer all burnt offerings to Yahweh on the Sabbaths, Rosh Kodesh, and the fixed festivals in the number set by the ordinance concerning them continually before Yahweh. Amen. Amen. So if, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You know, we have in this month, this is the 11th month that we're entering into. And in this month is a festival that we do acknowledge. And it, I'm sorry, 12th month, 12th. I'm sorry, did I say 11th? I, I might have said that because I wrote it down wrong. And it's not 12th month. That's right, 12th month. So it's the month before we start over and we have Passover. So what we have is, is in this month, we will acknowledge Purim. And, you know, like I said, it's not in Leviticus 23, because this happened way later. But, guys, we've talked about this over and over and over again. What's happening to our society today is the people, council culture, whatever you want to call it, is trying to erase our history. And it is now more important than ever that whenever we talk about Passover and we talk about Shavuot and we talk about Sukkot, you will always hear the word remember. Remember. It's a memorial. And now I know more and more why he's saying remember. Do not forget because what happened then you will revisit in the future because history will repeat itself in a different form maybe, in a different way. But guess what? End times, whatever happened, the same exodus that happened in Egypt, that same pattern is going to happen in Revelation. And for us who are alive and remain. We, we looked in, in Revelation 12 and you see that whenever Hasatan, Satan, is cast down to this earth, he, is, and he goes after the man-child and he can't get the man-child. It says he becomes very angry. And he goes after the woman and her offspring, who are who? The ones who keep the Torah and have the testimony of Yeshua. That's why it's very important that we understand who the saints are. This is who the enemy, but this is our hope. It says that Yahweh will prepare a place for us, and he will not allow Hasatan to get to the offspring. And that's the beautiful thing, but guess what? We need to make sure that we're the wise virgins and not the foolish virgins. So this is why history is so important. This is why we celebrate, because we talked about in Hanukkah time, it talked about assimilation. Assimilation because the Jews become Hellenized. They become Greekized. They had a mixture of worship. Yahweh had told them from the very beginning when he gave the Torah, do not worship me as the pagans do. But what did they do? They worshiped him as the pagans did all the way through from after Joshua all the way through even till today. This is something the Father is revealing to us. This is why we're here. This is why we have on... Uh, our zitzits, we've learned. Now, talit is something that's not commanded, but it talks about the fringes, and I have my zitzits here, but the zitzits are commanded. And it, guess why? The zitzits are given to you to do what? To remember, not to sin against him, because they were given because of sin. <clears throat> so you see this all the way through here. So now I just want to bring this up to date. Now, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, 
because we, we're going through these things about the gifting of the Holy Spirit, okay? And one of them that I want to capitalize on, it says, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy. But here's the one I want us to capitalize on. This is what I think is very important for us today. To another, the ability to distinguish between the spirits. Now, in your scriptures, is that word plural, spirits? So that's the thing. There's many spirits, and they come in many different forms to do what? To deceive you and to get your mind and get you off of what Yahweh's doing. Guys, if you don't know, there's a lot of spirits out there today working in all the spectrums from economic to political to religious. The spirits are active today, and they have. it's just like if you took a, a ant bed and you kicked that dude, these spirits are out. And they are, they are just, that's right, it, it is going. So the Father is, is really, uh, Ephesians 6 says that we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. So it tells you there's just not one thing. There's many different forms. Are there not rulers of darkness? If you can't see what's been going on this week, and how, how people can lie and, and use falsities and, and use them to come against another individual. I don't know how these congressmen can't get impeached or kicked out themselves when they're, they're putting things and they're, they're inserting things that's not in original context. But yet they're not held responsible. So all I want to tell you is, is what? This is going on, and it is alive in our life today. There's nothing I can do about them but pray that righteousness prevails, and Yahweh do what you need to do to remove the darkness. <clears throat> but can I tell you something? If he removes an individual, guess what? There's another individual that's right there that's going to take his place. The thing is, is it has to be changed from this word. It can't be changed from up there. Amen, because that's all that is, is principalities in darkness. So the discerning of spirits is one thing that I believe that I, I, I pray that the Father helps us with. Now, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. We talked about these scriptures before, so that's why I wanted to use them again, because they should be fresh on our mind. And Paul is saying this in 2 Corinthians eleven twelve because there were other people out there calling themselves apostles. And he says, what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that their, boast, their boasted missions, they work on the same terms as we do. For such men are, he tells them, they're false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Messiah. Remember we talked about in these three verses a few weeks back about this word disguising? This is why you need the discernment in the discerning of the spirits, this is why you need the gifting of the Holy Spirit. Because you have to discern what is good and what is bad. We have to understand there's a tree of knowledge of good and evil out there. It's easy to discern the evil. The good is what we're having a problem with. Because the good is not God. That's the thing. Everything good is not God. We need the tree of life. And there's so much this masquerading as good. And it's messing with the actual believers and this was happening during Paul's day so don't think it's not happening in our day magnified then he says it says no wonder for Satan disguises himself as what an angel of light 
This is happening. This is why Ephesians 6 is there. So it's no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. If you, don't, if you like to write in your Bible, you need to highlight that. Their end will correspond to their deeds. In other words, what I'm saying today is this. We need to be able to discern the Hamans of our day. Because Haman is alive and well. I was talking to BJ back there. I hope you don't mind this. But he was enlightening me on something that I thought was very interesting. So, um, you know that, that in uh, Time Magazine, they have man of the year, person of the year, people, whatever. It's usually a person or a, a man of the year. I think now it's gender, whatever, is persons of the year. But there was an individual uh, a while back that made, I say a while back, is a while back, that made person of the year. And this person was very influential in his country. And what he did was the country was about like ours when it was down. It was in debt and poverty and a lot of things was happening to the negative. And this individual being very charismatic and being a person that could go out and he had a plan. And in that plan, he revitalized his country. And he made his country something that people of that day was, was looking to, to emulate. And so in this person of the year, I just want you to see this person of the year. Can you put the person of the year up here? 1938. This was the person of the year that made United States Time magazine. Now, you tell me history's not important. Because, see, up until this time, and, well, now I will tell you that during 37 and 38, now he made this in 38, but during this time, Adolf Hitler, what he did was, is he revitalized Germany. He did exactly what I said that he did. But you've got to be able to discern, is this good and evil, or is this Yahweh? Is this God, or is this good or evil? See, it started out good, but it ended up what? Appearing as good, but it, well, he did good things until he finally started exterminating the Jews, and still he started, look, this man right here, he was responsible. They don't really know anywhere from 20 to 40 million deaths. Dealing with not only Jewish people, but his own people, and through the military and the army of how many during the war that happened on two fronts. There was also another individual that made person of the year twice. And we have that slide next. Joseph Stalin. He made person of the year in 1939 and 1942. And he is also responsible. Now, I know for those of us who know history, you understand these two men are responsible for millions. I'm talking 20 to 40 millions. This man right here killed 10 million of his own people. And he killed these people because they didn't like exactly how he was running the country. So he, like Hitler, he just put them in boxcars and just run them off and just killed them all. But yet, Time Magazine, because of what he did, because he was instrumental in 1942 on his side of defeating Hitler. So that makes him great. Guys, all I'm telling you is this. You remove one, and here comes another. 
Principalities and powers are spirits. They're not people, but they will go into people. They will use people. And this is why the Father is trying to tell us, because we are on a teetering point right now. Who is good and who is bad? Who is of Yahweh and who is of good and evil? This is why I believe he's really hit me hard, because it says their end will correspond to their deeds. Now, we see the end. But right now, see, we would say if we're sitting here that we would never approve of what Hitler was doing if we were living when Hitler was doing. But yet, you know what? He brought Germany out of the heap of ashes after World War I. People were excited for what he was doing because he brought prosperity, he brought jobs, he brought, he brought all of that to them at that moment. Everybody, there was pride. It was all about patriot. It was all about this stuff at that time. But yet, they didn't realize the very heart and the root of who he was, and neither did they of Joseph Stalin. Now, we can go to Shabbat Shalom because I can't look at him too long. Okay, so here's the thing. So that in our portion, I just wanted to just shake you up a little bit because we've been talking about the wicked lamb. And a lot of times when Satan can decide, uh, disguise himself as an angel of light, what is happening in our day and time at this moment? I have not watched the circus that's been going on. I can't watch it. But I do read about the circus that's been going on to see who's lying and who's not. The thing about it is, is when you, when you go from one lie to another lie, to, you, you see what I'm saying? It's hard to know what the truth is. This is why it says their end will correspond to their deeds. This is why I want us as a community of people to be vigilant to pray and to be discerning, but not just gobble up everything that comes your way, but understand to research because deeds are important. What, would, what was, if they could have researched before these men and found out maybe who they were, maybe they would not have put them where they thought they were going to be. But do you know, if you go through Time Magazine, there's a lot of people like that. You know, we had, I'm not going to name the name, but there was a president who got the Nobel Peace Prize before he got in office, or the first week he got in office. How do you get a peace prize when you hadn't even been in office yet? And you hadn't even done anything yet. But what happens is, it just shows me that a lot of these people, excuse me, a lot of these people writing these magazines, and there's an agenda on their part too. And guess what? Just because these people write good things and they say good things about people doesn't mean that the people are good. And it doesn't mean the things are good. And it doesn't mean that organization that's writing that, that there's an agenda there. So what I want to say is this, that we are in a time, we've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit on Wednesday nights in our Bible studies. Brad Scott, I want to say this in closing on my part. Brad Scott said something very important two or three years ago when he was in his health before he even realized that he had cancer that time. And he said this, he said, the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and the filling of the Spirit and all of that is going to be done the right way. Because what happened was, is it was hijacked back in the day and it got hijacked for money and for personal gains and things like that. People turned around and made money and out of being able to minister. 
People started healing ministries and this, that, and the other. Does Yahweh heal today? Absolutely, he does. But let me just share this with you, and I shared this with our young ones. Yeshua is our example because I say that he's the healer. Amen? Can we all believe that Yeshua is the healer? But do you know that Yeshua never took credit for healing? He said, your faith made you whole. Because it was a belief in the Torah itself that said that the Messiah would come with healing in his wings. And they believed that. And they believed that he was the Messiah. They believed that he was the sent one. We believe that the sent one has already been sent. And he's ascending. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. So that if you need healing, you can believe that he will heal you. And he will because you know what he's going to tell you? Your faith has made you whole. Now, do we have a five-fold ministry? Do we have giftings here? Yes, we do. And do you call the elders of the church to pray for you? Yes, you do. But here's the deal. It's still not us. It's still your faith that makes you whole. Now, I want to share one more thing with you. Okay. Let me just tell you something about faith. If I say and if I believe that somebody in here needs healing, if I feel that unction, you don't come up here and me pray for you and you get the healing. The moment you stand up, you get your healing. That's faith. Faith is movement. Faith is action. The moment you move, you're healed. You come up here, we seal it. And we glorify the healer in Yeshua's name. That's what we're doing up here. I'm just saying that we have to have a mindset to know that your faith makes you whole. It's no magic of oil. There's no magic of people. There is a time to where all of us, we are taking our faith and we're putting and we're encouraging you. And our faith is joining your faith and we're praising the Father. That's what healing is all about. Miracles are that way. So I'm so thankful that the Heavenly Father, that whenever Yeshua left us, that he didn't leave us. He sent the comforter to us. So for us to operate, in these giftings, because these giftings are the power gifts. Because we can be able to share. And look, when you need help, you need help. When you need healing, you need healing. When Mark needed healing, he needed healing. You know, and there was things that he did in that hospital. He Faith moved. Faith said, you know what? I'm going to get up and raise my hands. Raising, he did something. He just didn't lay there in pity. And it was tough. And I know it was tough. And if I hadn't talked to him about this, but I can promise you probably death crossed his mind. If it didn't, I don't know why it didn't. But I can tell you it would have mind. I would say, is this, what, what is, what's, but you know what? The hope of our salvation, the healer, knowing that something tapping in, people calling him and encouraging him, his brother and all of these things, his wife, all these, you can do this. Nurses coming in and saying, last man standing, last man standing, encouraging, that's what you do. And then it builds his faith. And you know that in here in the gifts of the Spirit, there's called the gift of faith. And sometimes when your faith just didn't get enough, you need the gift of faith. And the Holy Spirit will come down in you and he'll plug you in and he'll give you the, the faith to believe, not confessing something just because you're gibbering. I'm talking about giving you the faith that you need to get you over the hump, to get you out of a dark place and raise you out of that and raise you to the newness of life. That's the Elohim that we serve. This is awesome and this is great. But I'm telling you, we're in dark times in our nation. We're in dark times. And I'm not talking about just the United States. I'm talking the world. 
We're in dark times in the world. When they're trying to tell you that you can't get your food stamps, or they're trying to tell you that you can't go outside of your house, even in Israel, they're trying to tell you you can't do this and that unless you get a vaccine. Think about these people. And you know what? I wouldn't doubt that that doctor or whatever, he'd be Time Magazine's man of the year, person of the year. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is, is the father, I have great hope. This is not to put fear in you. This is to give you great hope that the father has got this. And he knows what's going on. And he's sharing with us that we need to rally. We need to stick together. And we, we need to know what we need to be praying about. And the father is shielding us just like that he did the remnant in the times of Israel. Amen. In context with the Holy Spirit and the power gifts and, and the t days that we live in and the principalities and rulers, while we have the ability right now, we need to practice and build up our faith and our Holy Spirit, you know, using the gifts of the Spirit in times of ability because there's going to come a time that we're desperate and that we're going to need them. And this goes along. I just read this chapter um, this week in Jeremiah 32 goes so perfectly with what Mark's verses were. And, and here's what I'm saying. We, uh, Jody and I were talking about this last week. We cannot possibly know everything about somebody that we need to know. We cannot possibly believe everything we read, right? Because we can be fed propaganda. We don't know if it's true or not true because we're not there. So the gifts of the Spirit are imperative. And I want to show you in operation in Jeremiah, I'm going to start, then I'm going to tell a little bit, and then I'm going to finish out, which ties in directly to what you said. The word that came to Jeremiah from Yahweh in the 10th year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, which was the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar. Now, at that time, the army of the king of Babylon was besieging Jerusalem. So Jerusalem is under attack right now from Babylon. Jeremiah the prophet was shut up in the court of the guard, which was in the house of the king of Judah. Do you think he had access to anything? Internet, news, shut up in the house of the king of Judah because Zedekiah, king of Judah, had shut him up, saying, Why do you prophesy, saying, Thus says Yahweh, Behold, I am about to give this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he will take it. And Zedekiah, king of Judah, will not escape out of the hand of the Chaldeans, but he will surely be given into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he will speak with him face to face and see him eye to eye, and he will take Zedekiah to Babylon, and he will be there until I visit him, declares Yahweh. If you fight against the Chaldeans, you will not succeed. That came straight from Yahweh Elohim to the prophet. And Jeremiah said, the word of Yahweh came to me saying, and then he goes through and he tells some more things, and it talks about buying a deed and land and sealing it up. Now, I want to jump down to where he actually did it. And I commanded Baruch in their presence saying, Jeremiah to Baruch, thus says Yahweh of hosts, the Elohim of Israel, take these deeds. He got specific instructions exactly what to do. Take these deeds, this sealed deed of purchase, and this open deed, and put them in an earthenware jar, that they may last a long time. For thus says 
Yahweh of hosts, the Elohim of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards will again be bought in this land. Now, they're under siege to Nebuchadnezzar. After I had given the deed of purchase to Baruch, the son of Neriah, then I prayed to Yahweh, saying, Adonai, Yahweh, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you, who shows loving kindness to thousands, but repays the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. O great and mighty Elohim, Yahweh of hosts is his name. Great in counsel. Just in case you didn't hear me the first time, I'm going to say it again. You're great in counsel. You're mighty indeed, whose eyes are open to all the ways of the sons of men. Mark saying this, giving to everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of their deeds. Some trust in horses and some in chariots, but we trust in the name of Yahweh. Amen. Let's Amen. give him a praise for that. Amen. Amen. We are in such Amen. perilous times, and the 12th month is a proof of that with the story of Esther. Would we be spiritual Esthers, male and female alike, that we will fast and we will pray and we will seek the Holy One of Israel Amen. for the information that we need? Amen. Because it's imperative that it's right and we can trust it and we know that he will never lead us astray, and he Amen. will show us the exact way we need to go. That's why it's imperative that we practice the gifts now. Amen. Hearing the gift of discernment, the gift of healings, the gift, whatever gift it is, that we practice it now so that we know that he, we know Amen. his voice. Amen. And we won't waver when he speaks. We'll know it's him, and we can declare his word. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. So if you have your prayer requests and your first fruits, y'all can bring them. And then we will pray over them. And I pray that, and I know this is recording, you may need to go back and hear it. But this is something that's going to strengthen us because this is so, so, so important for us in our time because it gives us hope.